steely-eyed killer shadow in the night You were born to fight You gotta light them up My name is John Krotek, and I want to welcome you to Straight Outta Combat Radio, audio medicine by Green Zone Hero. We're here to honor the wisdom of America's most valuable asset for combat veterans. We're authentic, we're empowering, we're American. Save us all before they burn it down. Our special guest today actually is a very special guest. He's all the way here from Afghanistan. He is a, um, his name is Kahan, and he's up in North Carolina these days. And uh, we're just going to shoot from the hip on this one, quite literally. We're going to tell Kahan's story. Uh, Kahan was a translator for American forces in his home country of Afghanistan. And uh, I think this, uh, this version of Straight Outta Combat Radio is a first for us. Kahan is the first Afghan that we've interviewed on our show. And his, I got to tell you, his story, we've talked a little bit before the show, his story is significant. It's one that needs to be heard. And uh, I'm just so very thrilled and honored to have Kahan here on Straight Out of Combat Radio. Thanks for being here. I can hear you, John. How you doing? Doing good. So welcome to the show. Let's get started. You know, right off the bat, the reason why we do Straight Out of Combat is because we want to to tell the stories and we want to let people know that uh, those of us who have been through some traumatic episodes in our life, we're not broken. And uh, we need to tell these stories so people understand that. Can you tell me a little bit about Afghanistan, you know, like where you grew up and a little bit about your family over there? So my name is uh, Fazil Rahim Kayahan. I born in uh, Bagram Airfield where my father had to work out there. He was an Air Force colonel. So then I grew up in Kabul. I finished my uh, education in Kabul City 2006. I start with uh, as a translator with the U.S. Army in south of Afghanistan. So we did a lot of missions out there. Finally, in 2014, and uh, I came to the U.S. with the support of the USSF. That's great. Let's let's talk a little bit about Afghanistan because you know a lot of people only understand your country by what they read, and you know you're Afghan guy and. You know, tell us about the country. Yeah, Afghanistan is a country that we've been for a long time in a fight, but I know it's a really bad words they wrote about it, but if you go out there, like, people are really hospitable and people are really nice. I'm not going to talk only about myself, but a lot of veterans that they've been out there, they saw the people. So when we talk about Afghanistan, people will think in the United States that Afghanistan people fighting with the U.S., but they don't know that we have like the same army and a lot of our people, they are supporting U.S. Army out there. We only have a couple of bad people that they fight with our people plus the U.S. Army. So even uh, when I was operating out there, when we had a nation with the u.s army people like we always i was always trying to keep my team safe all the time when their rotation was over in afghanistan when i would see them that they were coming back home alive that was really happy times for me that i could send all my teams 
back safe to their children and their family. That's great. You know, so your family was basically around the Bagram Air Force or Army Base. Is there a base there or just the city of Bagram? So it's a city of Bagram, but it's really close. Like uh, now they have fence around it, but before there was no fence that Bagram is a city out there. Yeah, we burn out there. So what's the weather like there? How can, you know, the yeah. Americans and people who are listening, what, what is the weather like in Afghanistan? Weather is, uh, it has a really like a good weather. As I heard, like uh, Afghanistan weather is exactly the same like uh, California. We have a lot of like a dirt road. There's not too much pavements. So we have like too many like old cars. The cars making a smoke. But uh, recently I heard... The weather inside the city, because of really crowded, it's not a nice. But out in the country, we still have a really good weather. Well, when you were growing up as a young boy, you know, what what did you have in your mind? What were your dreams as a young boy? Yeah, when I grew up, like, uh, there was no hope. Like, I was thinking, like, I know people say, like, I want to become a doctor. But I was really pro, like, to be a really Olympia, Olympia like, a a membership like something like a martial art or boxing or to do something like i was through the sports too much so you were boxing back then you started boxing at a young age i did a boxing and a martial art instructor yeah i was a martial art and uh, i was in a national team in afghanistan that's awesome man so then you talked about 2006 is when things changed that's when the americans got there uh, americans got to afghanistan in 2001 but that time i didn't know English, then I started studying English. So when I became ready to be a translator, that was 2006, to find out how to join, to be an interpreter, yes. So you went to school on your own? You taught yourself, or was there a place to go for that? Well, we have, uh, there's uh, classes, like English classes. It's, uh, it's called like IRC program. We studied those programs for uh, almost, I did it for two years. Like get ready to be a translator. Yeah. So why did you decide? Uh, why did you decide to support the Americans? So this support is not only Americans. The support was for our people, plus Americans. We been between Americans Army and Afghan Army, also civilians. We've been helping like a lot. We've been like on the missions. So you know the culture is totally different. When we saw some moves out there, like. Like, soldiers were thinking different, like they were trying to show some reaction. Without the language, everybody get crazy, like if, but we try to jump in, yell, solve the problem, and bring the situation really calm and solve the problems, yeah. That was like a help for our army, for our people, and U.S. Army too, which is like a lot of people appreciate our, our works out there. That's that's awesome, the support, you know, and that's what a lot of people don't really understand is that, you know, you talk about the people and the people were living under the regime of the Taliban. And from what I understand, what I've been able to read and, and watch and see, that must have been pretty darn, that was difficult. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, living in Afghanistan when there is no government's control, it's really hard living. Every day, every day, they are like, they have a problem, issue with both sides. If we go out there as a veterans, we search their house, we think they are bad guys. When we leave, the bad guys coming back, the Taliban's coming back, they start investigation that what they 
clueless about the Taliban, and both sides, the people are really suffering out there. Wow. So, so what? And if I, for people listening, Kahan, what is the average life? You know, for the average Afghan, what for the men and the women there? What's the life like, mainly? So the way when I was in Afghanistan, we thought we have the best life out there. I know living is really easy, but there's no too much like uh, we don't expect too much. It's really like a simple, like a country life. But when I'm coming right now over here, when I saw the different level of life right now, when I'm thinking about Afghanistan, like living out there, the people are living in poverty. Yeah. Especially re- recently, it's really hot weather. People cannot sleep because of the hot weather. They only have like a ceiling fan and there is no power. They wake up during the night. They cannot go to bed because it's hot weather and they don't have AC or all this kind of stuff. So, so it's pretty much the infrastructure and the way of life to say the, you know, needless to say, it's pretty difficult for the people. Yes, in Kabul, uh, Kabul is kind of upgraded. The people living really good, but outside in provinces, it's kind of tough. Yeah. When you were supporting the the Afghan army and the American army, what did you think that you were fighting for? So even like fighting for peace, to finish all the bad guys and bring peace for ourselves, but it didn't work. Day by day, they like if we killed one like 10 more people like joined them like it never stopped we like we spent like almost like 14 years despite like they keep getting more they get increased like they don't find another solution you're not gonna win by fight with the fight a lot of people would get hurt out there so what kept you focused if you saw the difficult job how you know what kept you in the game I mean, like, it's not about the soldiers. Like, soldiers, we as a soldiers, we cannot solve this problem. We cannot. Being a soldier, American soldiers, they get the mission to go hit the target. We do that. The job will be done. We do that, but it's a really, like, high, like, politician people should solve this problem. We gotta find the biggest source of the creation of these people who's supporting we gonna find out that we cannot mess with those like a uh, really like a basic or in the bottom like it will never finish. We keep propaganda; this fight will keep continue. Right? Did do you regret anything that you did? I mean, like everything that I have done with my operation, everything that I have done good. When I came to my memory, it gives me really good feeling. But what I have done bad. It always bothered me. I know that, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it early. Kahan and I were discussing uh, some of the things, the aftermath of being around, you know, conflict and combat. And, you know, you're here in the States now, and, you know, I know you just described air conditioning. You know, we take so much for granted here. And what are the things, you know, tell us about your journey to the States, you know, if you can tell us that. And, and then tell us some of the things that you've had to deal with in your own personal life. And I just want to let people know that, you know, if you hear, if you hear some background noise, that's some of Kahan's, one of his three daughters or maybe all of his daughters. So I know he's been busy. So tell us about getting to the States and then what you've had to deal with since you've been here. From 2009. I applied for a special visa that the Congress Congress can approve for Afghan interpreter and Iraqi interpreter. 
they give us a special visa like which was really good that's really like a permanent resident as soon as we are coming here we already like uh, accepted like we are permanent resident they really support us with this but the process take almost like four or five years a lot of people wait waiting for the process but when i came over here i came with one daughter i went to tampa florida first biggest challenge for me was learning the system of United States the way you guys set up like Afghanistan is a country that we are really behind and United States is really upgraded the system was really bothering me so I keep fight 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 till almost three years after three years I took a decision like hey this is not the way I want to live I spent three years in the United States and I worked really hard so finally I end up with nothing and my knee was like running like I was working in Bali, parking Dunkin' Donuts, warehouse, I did a lot of hard jobs but I say like why should I live like this? In Afghanistan I die one day and in the United States I die every day because of hard working. So even I said like uh, I only work to pay my bills and the food is provided by governments for me. So finally I choose North Carolina. I say like I want to go to a different state. I'm the only one as an Afghan that I like I'm not the only one. All those Afghans that they've been living in Tampa, Florida. So we had like a problem with finding jobs and paying our bills. But the rest of the people in the other states, everybody was happy. They've been positive. I thought like there might be some difference. Let's move from here somewhere else. So when I came to North Carolina, I'm doing good with the jobs. Everything has changed. That move was really great moves and I really want to grow up my children in North Carolina. Like almost like 10 hours travel changed my life. Before I moved to North Carolina, when I checked the rules, when I talked to the people, everybody was negative about my moving to North Carolina because they said North Carolina, people doesn't like our people. So I didn't listen to nobody. I thought like they were talking about these soldiers that they hate us, but I just moved over here. Everything was lie. Nobody's like hating me. Everybody loves me. People really appreciate and I'm doing really good. Almost like one year and one month I'm living in North Carolina. So you got so you were definitely so you were in a Tampa Bay area. It wasn't working out for you. You made the best change that you could have made. You went to North Carolina. You know what? So what are you doing up there now? What kind of work are you doing, Kahan? So right now, as soon as I came over here, when I visit some Afghan families, as soon as I talk to them, I saw like everybody's getting paid good. So I ended up working. It's a called Cree LED Light. It's a really big company. We are making chips for all the auto cars. Any cars you see on the grounds, so you are making all those lights. Uh, it's a kind of chip like we are making. So, and also I drive for Uber and left and I have a part-time jobs with the, as a culture advisor and role player in full drag. That's great. You know, so, you know, looking back on it now, I know that you and I talked a little bit earlier today, but, you know, what kind of a, you know, we talked about your children and the example that you're setting for them. What kind of legacy, you know, in addition to your, to your children, do you want to leave behind? I know it's a tough question. What what do you what do you want to leave behind? For right now, my goal is for my children. I really want them to grow up 
over here. They want him to study, but I want to keep him a little bit like informed about my culture. I know it's only like two, three years. I see a lot of changes. Like it's really hard to grow him up the way we grew up. To respect for the parents, to know what is like parents means. This is my really goal for my children. But I don't know what's gonna happen. That's the only concern that I have. Like, let me let me ask you this. You know, that's a great thing to be you know concerned with is your children, and it's so tough these days to raise children. No matter if you're in Afghanistan or United States, you still have to raise them up the right way. And you know, what does freedom mean to you? And, 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 and is freedom available to everybody? What do you think about that, Kahan? The only things about uh, finding about freedoms. Let's say, like, I'm living in the United States right now. I go anywhere I want. Like, with my family, I drive. Anything I do, nobody is judging me the way I believe. Nobody is judging me, like, what I'm doing. What I do, unless I break a law or I bother somebody, like nobody tell you what he's doing. I believe like that this is the freedom, like which is really good about it. Yeah, like nobody stop you. You walk around, you do your own things. That's a lot like better things in the United States that I saw, and we can call this as a freedom. Do you do you think that freedom is available to everybody here in the states? So far, I didn't see any restriction over here for anyone. As long as you don't break the law, like, you will be fine. If, even if you're a citizen, if you break the law, the cops will respond really quick for you, yeah. Yeah, so that's good, man. I'm glad you made it up to North Carolina. It's a great state. There's a lot going on up there. But, you know, you we talked a little bit about, you know, some of the things that make you uncomfortable that's still um, like a leftover from the war. You know, we talked about some of those things and, you know, what are the things that you've had to deal with? You know, if there's somebody out there, a man or a woman that has been in, in the conflict, what are some of the things that you've had to deal with and overcome? So all this eight years that I work is straight, like, uh, with no gaps all the time. I was at the same place, like, uh, with all different things that I spent time, but almost as, uh, Four years, I will say, like four years that I'm away, but there's a lot of things that stay in my mind, so which is really bothering me. Like, uh, let's say, like if somebody is walking behind me, I think they're gonna hurt me. So if I'm sitting at the window, if the light is on, especially during the night, or if I'm in the second floor, I think I will get shot, or somebody gonna shoot me. And another things, when I'm driving on the dirt road, I always feel like there might be an ID. That's a couple of things that I always like bother me, and uh, and another things like uh, especially when some people talking about like all these words. I mean, I have a really full patient when I see some stuff. Like I'm kind of totally different person right now than the rest of the people. When I see people like uh, kind of like laughing about the party, about all these kind of stuff, but I'm kind of try to be really away from the crowd, like really quiet, not hear anything. But I'm really doing good, I'm really smart, I I know what I'm doing. But it kinda like mess up my brains, yeah. Just spending time with that. But it doesn't mean like I gonna hurt somebody or I gonna fight with the people. 
Yeah, spending like eight years in the army, it makes me really tough, guys, with a full of patience, yeah. I really have a patience. If something happened, I really easy deal with it. Well, I'm glad, you know, that you've definitely been able to hold it together and, and you've been able to to work through some of those. You know, where do you see yourself in five years? I have a lot of things in front of me, but it's getting really better since first day that we came to the United States. Every day I see some improvements. Every day we're learning. So in the next five years, I believe like a, I will have a lot better life than what I have today. And what I have today, I'm really happy. I want to add one more thing. So recently I received a call. As you said, like people's perspective in the United States about Afghanistan. It's the same way. In Afghanistan, people has different, like, negative, like, perspective about the United States. Someone called me that they are in process coming to the United States. So they are in processing that they are coming, and they're really coming soon to get their visa. But they are hesitating. They try to choose live in Afghanistan not to come in, in the United States because people give them, like, negative mentality. They think when we are coming to the United States, American does not allow us to pray. American give more power to our women to stand against us. They think like all the women, when they go to the United States, they separate from their husband because in Afghanistan, they don't have like a equal rights. When they come to the United States, they have more powers, more freedoms. They kind of break the law and didn't care about the husband and walk away. I just told them like all of them is lying. Don't think like that. Nothing to worry about this kind of stuff. Nobody will say anything. You will live on your own. Then he said like, okay, I will start my paperwork and I will come. He told me, when you say, I will believe. So it's the same perspective in Afghanistan that people think about the U.S. That's some, uh, that's some very good advice. You know, what do you, you know, the people that are listening that have not been in the military or they have the um, they have an idea that everybody that's been there is broken what do you want them to know and then think about your heart kahan what do you want your brothers and sisters that have been in those dark places what do you want them to know so what do you want the non-veterans to know and then what do you want your veteran friends to know yeah, John, you're waking up like, uh, what do you mean by broken? You know, people say that, you know, like a hair trigger, you know, they're ready to just go crazy and they, they can't handle things. And every time there's a, there's a problem, of course, it's got to be a veteran that has served that this somehow has made him or her, you know, a person that could go off any moment, can explode at any moment and go crazy. You know, what do you... I don't believe that, but, you know, what do you, you know, based on your own experience, what do you want those people to know? As uh, far as I, my, my experience, are really good veterans, are really good like a soldier. They never get aggressive. There's a five things in the army. They say, like, always control, like security, use your common sense. There's uh, two more I think I forgot. If you... You don't use your common sense. If you lose control, then you will lose the battle. Those people that they get aggressive, they fight or they, with the small things, I, I can say they're like a, they're kind of weak people, yeah. They should have seen a lot of soldiers. They've been in a lot of things. 
even like when I was causing problem for them, they were laughing at me. They were not like responding me really aggressive. That's the best soldier. Being an army, being an army, like can make you really tough person and make you strong. A strong means with the brain too. So guys, feel like eight years right now, everything when I see them today's life. When the people say it's hard, I don't say like it's hard. I mean like it makes me really strong and really like uh, nothing is hard for me right now in this world. Everything is easy. I will say like uh, I will say no for that questions. Yeah, army doesn't hurt you. Definitely some good advice. And you know, so those brothers and sisters that wore the uniform that may be in a difficult position, you know, what do you want them to know? Is there is there some wisdom you can give to them? Are you asking like if the people with the civilians what they think about the army? Well, no, the 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 brothers and sisters who have been in the army or been in the navy or the air force and maybe the things that they saw are bothering them. You know, what do you want them to know? I think there's a lot of things like uh I heard a lot of things that they call it PTSD. I know it really bothers you. It's always on your brain. I will say it's the same thing with me. Every day I'm making a scenario. Every news that I hear from Afghanistan, I'm trying to solve it. I find a solution in my brain. Finally, I end up like somebody is like moving me like, hey, who are you fighting with? So I will say the best advice for those people that they, is, they are bothering from like they can change like a different word, but right now a good solution I found for myself, I should not listen or hear any news anymore. I don't care what happens in the world, I all I have to care about my family and my children. That's the best way for myself to get rid of all those stuff around my brain. Definitely some good words of wisdom from Kahan, Afghan interpreter and translator that has made the long voyage to the United States of America after supporting his people in the Afghan army and the U.S. Army. And uh, he's doing some good things and making some important decisions. And uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, thank you very much for the things that you have done. And, uh, and I'm so glad that you're finding the experience here in the United States a good one and that that you're that you're able to come here and be part of the society and 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 it's true you know you pointed something out people in general they, they don't judge you here you know you come here you follow the law you can pretty much you know like my ancestors came here from Yugoslavia you know my grandparents they didn't even speak the language but they made that brave move and I'm and I it's a legacy and so Kahan man you are you're creating your own legacy here for your family and it's just something to see and I commend you for it thank you John I want to add one more thing in the at the end like I want to I see some stuff in the United States some people as you said earlier like they think really negative about Afghan people, or they call it Middle East. So what I found out, some people, as they read in Google's, I don't know, YouTube or on the news. So when I'm, let's say like, a, as being a human, like nobody's bad in this world. We are all the same human. We are all believing the same. It doesn't matter what religions and what color we are. Sometimes when I'm driving around, some people are really nice with me really nice at the first when they start conversation when they see my english accent when they ask where are you from as soon as they find out 
like really less people, like only one of 10, I'm talking like, let's say one of 50. So as soon as they find out, like I'm from Afghanistan, they stop the conversation, they shut down. Like they don't say nothing, they want to stop conversation with me. They think I'm going to hurt them. But 49 more people, they really appreciate when they hear my story. But for those people, I, I don't know how to say, I wish they get out of here, they travel and they see all different types of people then to understand, like as I told you earlier, when I moved from Florida to North Carolina, everyone was negative. Even the Google is negative when you search about North Carolina. But when I came over here, it's totally different world and everything is on that news or Google that was live. People are really nice over here. That's great. I'm glad that you pointed that out, Kahan. That you know, and it is true, man. You know, we're all humans. It doesn't matter where you come from, and if we can just engage people in conversation and learn from each other, it can truly make a difference in our lives. Again, I appreciate you being on our podcast, Straight Out of Combat Radio, and you know, I hope that uh, the listeners will continue to listen, and so we can bring people on and tell the stories and try to educate people. Uh, about each other, and I think by that that by that we can truly be ambassadors and represent our people and ourselves really well. So thank you for being here. I know. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Is there anything else that you'd like to close with, Kahan? Nothing else. I think well, I will say like we appreciate all the people who took decision for all the interpreters that we came over here like a. Uh, when we started working with the U.S. Army in Afghanistan, that was really proud to be with the American Army because we counted more like to work with American. So a lot of people, so till all the way to 2000, I will say seven and eight, then every like interpreter lives got at risk. Like the circle was getting tighter for the translator in Afghanistan. So Whoever took this decision, I'm sure like it's a US Congress they took this decision. If they were not bringing us over here, if they were leaving us behind, then uh, we were like, what I would say like, they were probably breaking our hearts. When I was like working days, nights, in the hot weather or in the cold weather, being on the desert like 40 days with no showers, not really good food, like living on the dirt and dust. So all the time I was thinking like, hey, one day they will leave and I will stay over here. We will all die. And we lost a lot of friends back in Afghanistan. But, but I'm really glad that they took this decision. They brought all the Afghans over here. And I have communication with, let's say, more than 50 interpreters all over the United States. And everybody is working really hard. And they never cause any problem for the U.S. people. Like, everybody is, like, enjoying their life over here, and they were working hard. Day and night, they are working hard. Sometimes I will say, like, United States is run by Afghan translators. All of them <laughs> driving for Uber. Uber means, like, taking people 
stay from one location to the other location. And I never heard any news about Afghan translators that they have done something wrong. I haven't heard any news like that either. So obviously the, the Afghans that are here are absolutely doing something right and they're adding to the society. So thank you for that. And I look forward to our meeting. I know I'm going to get up to North Carolina. I know that one of your friends down here, Adam, you know him very well and speaks very highly of you. And I, I can tell after our conversation that uh, you're somebody I need to meet in person someday. So thank you. Thank you, John. For, and we'll be seeing you. And uh, if you need a, if you need anything, you know, you let us know. And uh, we're here to help you and to welcome you. So thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. Before they burn it down. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Outta Combat Radio, audio medicine from Green Zone Hero. If you liked what you heard, then tell others about us. Like us and download us. And please remember, freedom is not free, and combat veterans are vital assets. They're not broken. Hey.